you know, did you have a connection with the person and did you feel listened to, I think is the biggest thing, especially in mental health. The person listened to you and is there a plan and do you feel okay with that? And if you don't, then it's time for your next opinion and you have that right. You have to advocate for your own health. No one can do it for you. So if it doesn't feel right, do something different. All right, it's time for Valley Health Check with Horizon Health. Thank you so much for stopping by. It's at MyMixFM.com. A ton of topics and a great resource for you and your family. And uh, we have a great topic today. We're going to talk about, well, mental health, but how to prepare for your mental health visit. And we have Aaron Frank with Horizon Health to do the intros and to get us started. Hi, Aaron. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Today, I brought with me Samantha Volstorff. She is a family nurse practitioner at the Paris Clinic um, for Horizon Health. And then she also has an, a little extra credential that we're going to tap into today. She is a, help me out here. PMHMP board certified. That stands for Psychiatric Mental Health Nurse Practitioner. Thank okay, you. Okay. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> We're both glad that you took over yeah. that part of it right there. Now, you've been on a, a podcast with us before, and we talked about mental health for moms, parents, and kids. And we encourage you to go back and check out that, a very important mm-hmm. podcast. But now we're going to talk about how to prepare for your mental health visit. Well, Samantha, I guess the first thing we need to ask is what falls under mental health, that umbrella as far as service treatment, the regimens, and all that stuff? Well, you could be going into a psychologist or a licensed mental health counselor, or you could be seeing a psychiatric nurse practitioner, or you could be seeing a psychiatrist. So those would all be considered mental health visits and it doesn't really matter in this, what we're talking about, who you're seeing or, or where you're going in terms of preparing, because the preparation will be very similar. I, I guess kind of like the theme of what we talked about before, it's making that call or yes. committing to starting out. Mm-hmm. So how does um, how does somebody end up with that mental health visit? I mean, how do I, how did I get to you in the first place well, generally? A, a traditional way or a a very common way that someone might end up seeing me is they're seeing their family practice provider, they're seeing their nurse practitioner, and they've seen this person several times, and they've tried different medicines, and they've seen their counselor, and, and they just don't seem to be getting better. And they either ask or their provider says, hey, I wonder if you might need a little bit more attention or a little bit more in-depth mm-hmm. appointment. Mm-hmm. So then a psychiatry referral is put in, and then I eventually see the see the person. Okay. So pretty, pretty much the same way as when we're talking about other health stuff, yes. right? Your PCP, your family practice physician has been successfully managing your diabetes, or I guess not successfully managing maybe your diabetes or, or something like that, or an orthopedic condition. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of hits a breaking point as, as far as the patient and or the provider's concerned, and that would kick it to the mental health professional. Anything that needs more time and a deeper look, a more in-depth evaluation, sure. then the person knows, the patient knows, and as well as the prescriber, the provider would be able to determine, hey. It's time. Yeah. Yeah, what are some of the reasons then that a patient would get referred into the mental health realm? I would think definitely an emergency room visit. If if you were in such a crisis state with your mental health that you had to go to the emergency room, you probably need to see an expert in the field. Mm-hmm. If you had an admission into a mental health facility, you probably need to see someone like myself. If you have tried various medicines and various therapeutic techniques and you're not getting better or you feel that you're not getting better, then yes, then it's time to have an appointment. So you mentioned preparation. What? Okay. How does that work? What should I be expecting? Well, number one, don't expect to get five new medications because that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't work that way, and that would not be good for you 
to have that happen. So also knowing if you're going to see someone for psychiatry, typically it's going to be a medication focus. If you're seeing someone for psychology and mental health counseling or therapy, medicine is usually not involved. Now, there are some states where there is a crossover, but we don't live you know, in Indiana and Illinois, we don't have prescribers that also do therapy. Now, we all tend to be a little different. Me and my partner in Chrisman, we tend to do some therapeutic interventions, some workbook tools, and, you know, just very small, but the most focus is on medication. Okay. So expecting that, uh, that that will be the focus. So if you do not want medicine at all, then you need to share that mm-hmm. who you're seeing. Because my, my assumption would be, okay, I have mm-hmm. a tool to help you with that. Do you right. want to take it? And so if you don't, you need to speak up about that. Mm-hmm. There are lots of questions that come up in a mental health visit that are somewhat sensitive, such as past trauma. Mm-hmm. Preparing yourself for that. Now, I have some patients who prefer to write that down, and I'm okay with that. I will just read it. So if you don't feel comfortable talking about past sexual assault, sexual trauma, you can write that down. But it's so important to our visit. I need to know the past. I would say you have to be open and honest or you're not going to really get to where you need to be. Yes. I share sometimes the statement of mental health care or even therapy is like physical therapy for your brain. You get out of it as much as you put in it. And I can't care more than you care. So I, I care a lot. And I Mm -hmm. tell people that, and I truly do. I think of these people as, you know, uh, extensions of my family and my community. However, I can't care more about it. I can't go to your house every day and remind you to take your medicine or make that appointment to have some counseling or therapy. So you have to also understand that there's some work involved. Mm -hmm. I have a question. How do you know? Is there a different way to go whether your kids need to see a mental health professional and you do? Do you see a different doctor depending upon your age? Well, there's research that says that often with children, therapy is really all you need, but Mm -hmm. it would determine. It would depend on the severity of the illness. Right. If, if there was a lot of self-harming involved, hospitalizations, that person usually needs therapy and medicine. So I would say, as we mentioned earlier, go to your primary, yeah. uh, talk about that, and then you get the ball rolling as far as where you need to be. Yes. I think it's so interesting that as we're breaking down the stigma about mental health, we talked about that a little bit on our first segment, that there's a lot to unpack. You know, there's so many different professionals um, in this arena. The understanding that you just described of the medication path and then the therapy path. And, you know, those are different paths with different people. And then the other thing that I have a lot of questions about when it comes to mental health is the scope of what all is considered mental health. So, You know, if I think about somebody with mental health seeing a provider, I'm thinking schizophrenia, bipolar disease, you know, some of those really strong mental health terms. But if everybody is struggling with mental health, then I'm sure there's some softer or I don't know how to word that. Less less serious, less less, severe. Yeah. And more common. More common. And actually that points out the majority of my practice and my time day to day is probably age... 10, 11, 12 to midlife, those people seem to have the majority of the trouble. Mm -hmm. And a handful of schizophrenia, schizoaffective and bipolar disorder, the majority of them is anxiety, depression, 
bereavement or grieving and PTSD mm -hmm. is probably right up there at the top. It's so mm -hmm. common to have had something extremely traumatic happen and then have issues such as flashbacks, hypervigilance and nightmares from that event. So that's the majority of the time that I spend is with people who are going to work every day. They have a family and they're struggling every day with some of these symptoms. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily someone who's been institutionalized or has been in the hospital mm -hmm. a lot. That's the smaller amount. Yeah. So does the, the OCD, the ADHD, the ADD, does that all fall on the mental health spectrum too? Yes, definitely. Okay. Anything that is a disorder with the way you think or the way you feel or the way you interact with others or even your personality. And that's a pretty common thing is personality disorders. Interesting. Yes. And so the difference between that and this is a very simple way that you can think about this is if you wake up one day and your mood is different and it stays that way for several days, that's probably a mood disorder. But if things outside of you bother you and the lady at McDonald's bothered you and the traffic bothered you and you were mad, happy, sad, minute to minute, that's probably a personality disorder. That is something that comes from within you and changes rapidly. Hmm. Treatment is often similar and I could get into the treatment, but you know, therapy and medicine really mm -hmm. is ideal for either one of those things. So right. a lot of people throw around bipolar disorder. Yeah. I'm so bipolar. You're bipolar. Oh yeah. It's and, and everyone thinks they have bipolar disorder and sometimes they'll come into me and they'll say, I think I you know, I someone tried to give me some Zyprexa one time two years ago and I didn't want to take it. Oh, it made me really tired. But you know, I'm I've been functioning well. Here's the thing I have trouble with, getting along with others, drinking too much. And I, I feel good and then I feel bad. And it's just minute to minute. I never know. And it's just somebody says something to me and I'm upset. That's that's a different problem. That, and so that. piecing out these diagnoses is helpful for the person and for me to know what medicine am I going to help you with what's going to work and you know to go back to what you need to do to prepare for your appointment past records are mm -hmm. always helpful oh i bet yes i can go in and i can ask everything and then it just delays though if, if you have your past treatment records if you have past lab work past medicines i always tell people get a notebook write down okay this is what this medicine did and this is why i don't want to take it the more info the so better. much more helpful so that i don't say okay yes i'm going to prescribe you this and then you say well Two weeks later, oh, yeah, I took that in 1985. It didn't do a darn thing. I need to know that need now. Need the info. Yes. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Now, here's a question for you. Is your physical health, is that something that is involved with your mental health? Like if you're talking to someone, will you be asked about that? And I guess my question also, does your physical health somehow involve your mental health? Well, I don't think you can have excellent physical health unless you have excellent mental health because gotcha. you aren't going to care enough to follow through with anything. But there are some conditions, especially in children and teens, that you want to start thinking about. And that's a great jumping off point for your family practice provider to go ahead and get some baseline lab work done. So if you're feeling tired, maybe that's not depression. Maybe mm -hmm. that's your thyroid. Mm -hmm. Maybe your iron is low. Those are all really helpful things for me so that I know mm -hmm. when I see you, hey, you've already had this done and I can look at that. Cross your T's and dot your I's mm -hmm. uh, would be so beneficial for you and uh, the doctors yes. well, to, to get to where you need to be. Now, does anybody need to come with you? Let's say they're going to a visit. Your first visit, they're coming in to see 
see you. Uh, does someone need to be with them or is it well, it de- alone? It depends on the age and what we're seeing. So if you have a memory impairment, yes, you definitely need someone to come in with you so that they can fill in some blanks that you might not remember. If you're a young person, yes, it helps to have a guardian with you and someone from the outside. And often that 13 to 15 year old off and I will see the parents with them and then them by themselves and get gotcha. a, I get a little different information there. I bet you do. Yeah. I, I could see a night and yeah. day even yeah. sometimes. And sometimes I have to be the mediator and I come back in and I sit down and say, you know, this is what this person's shared. Let's work on this together. And here's what medicine can do to help some of these symptoms. So, yes, it helps to have someone with you. I imagine it takes somebody a lot to get to the point where they're kind of they get over the hump of, of fear or or whatever else that's been holding them back from seeing you. They come, they have their visit and then it didn't go as they had planned. You know, whether that was just a perception issue or, or whatever, what would you tell that person then? Well, I I think, first of all, you went into the appointment with a certain set of expectations, Mm -hmm. and those expectations weren't met. Were those realistic? Was it realistic to have a complete head-to-toe physical, multiple labs, five different new medicines? Leave feeling great. Leave feeling amazing. <laughs> that's that's an unrealistic expectation. Uh, what did you want from the appointment? If you wanted to get a little bit of guidance on where do I go from here, you're probably going to leave satisfied. And, you know, did you have a connection with the person? And did you feel listened to, I think, is the biggest thing especially in mental health. The person listened to you and is there a plan? And do you feel okay with that? And if you don't, then it's time for your next opinion. And you have that right. You have to advocate for your own health. No one can do it for you. So if it doesn't feel right, do something different. Mm-hmm. Go right. You, you get a second opinion. Mm-hmm. The thing is, just keep trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't give up, I guess, is a yeah. good way to put it, right? Well, but also speak up, speak, right? I mean, I, I think that, and you talked about that earlier too, but I think that um, in the medical profession, there is so, there is a, a large gap knowledge base that then we use Dr. Google to help us fill in. And so I think we have lots of people who are coming to their medical appointments with some preconceived notions. And then that can kind of tee up a feeling of, oh, well, that wasn't really what I was looking for out of that, you know? So um, so one of the things that we do at our first visit is we say, what brought you in? And what are you expecting to get out of this? Mm-hmm. And Great. Then at the end of my visit, I will often say, or I will ask, Did I answer all your questions? And is there anything else we didn't hit on today? And do you think we're going to be able to work on these things together? And the person will often say, yes. But I'm sure that if you don't approach it that that same way, you Mm -hmm. are going to get a different result. Mm -hmm. Probably good that you do it that way. You find out before you leave. Are are you both on the same page? Yeah. Samantha, a lot of really, really good things that we we discussed today. Uh, Aaron, we appreciate you guys coming in. Of course, Valley Health Check is this resource for you to learn about these things, to get those questions answered. It's absolutely free at MyMixFM.com with Horizon Health. You can also go to MyHorizonHealth.org. All these great professionals that you hear on these podcasts, you can find them right there. And we encourage you to do so. Ladies, thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you.